God, let's just lift our hands and thank the Lord. Lord, we thank you for sustaining our brother in this church. Thank you for your wonderful, delivering, healing word, and the power of your spirit, your graciousness, your faithfulness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory, all the thanks and worship because you are worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel like a victory shout. Hey, praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. The, uh, the devil didn't win. He didn't win in that attack on your pastor. He didn't win. He tried, but he couldn't do it. You know, he ain't all he's cracked himself up to be. And he ain't what he used to be. <laughs> Did you know that? He's not. The Bible said he's been stripped. He's been brought to naught and under our feet. Hallelujah. What, uh, what these kind of things are, are attacks. You know, and sometimes people say, well, I, I've never been bothered with that. Well, then you don't know anything about it. <laughs> people say, well, so I've heard people say, well, I've never been tempted to do this kind of thing. Well, you just said you've never been tempted. You don't know anything. You haven't overcome it. <laughs> you've never dealt with it. <laughs> Come on, can you see that? <laughs> so you got nothing to brag about. <laughs> and the, the more, you know, um, uh, that your life affects people, you become a bigger target for the enemy, and he wants to try to take you out to prevent you. But he is a liar and a defeated foe. Can you say amen? amen. And we have the victory in Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Y'all can be seated. It's my honor and privilege to be with you tonight. Well, you know, just a... Um, not too many weeks ago, we couldn't have had the meeting, right? I mean, everything was closed down, shut down. And, but here we are. And uh, I know these masks are uncomfortable, but uh, you know the Bible says, uh, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Remember that scripture? We believe all the scriptures, including the uncomfortable ones. The, 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 uh, don't we? But um, uh, it is, like I said, a joy to be with you. Do I have a mic to sing with? Would that be a better one there? Thank you, sir. Um, I, the Lord gave me a song some years ago, and I thought it could be good for us to sing it. Uh, and the words are simply this. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for you've sustained me. How many could lift a hand and say, he has sustained me. You heard your pastor saying that. He sustained him. He sustained us through this uh, uh, virus thing and through the economic problems. And how many understand he, he will continue to sustain us? And if you might say, well, I, man, I don't feel like I'm being sustained very well. You're here, honey child, right? You're, you're here. 
right? You're, you're making it. And faith even calls those things that be not as though they were. And you want to just go ahead and thank God before you see, you know, everything gone. You want to thank God for sustaining you. Right? So go ahead and play that. And as you pick it up, sing it with me and just thank the Lord with it. You can start that. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Father. Oh, my Father. Yes, I thank you, Lord, with all of my heart. You've sustained me in times of trouble. I will thank you with all my heart. Sing it with me as you learn it. Oh, I thank you. Oh, my Father. Yes, I thank you, Lord, with all of my heart. You sustain me in times of trouble. And I will thank you with all my heart. If it had not been for the Lord, I would have fallen, and no I would. If it had not been for the Lord, I'd have perished away. But you sustain me in the times of trouble, and I will thank you with all my heart. Sing it in faith. Oh, I thank you. Oh, my Father. Yes, I thank you, my Lord, with all of my heart. You sustain me in the time of trouble, and I will thank you with all my heart. If it had not been for the Lord, I would have fallen. If it had not been for the Lord, I'd have perished away. You sustain me in the time of my trouble, and I will thank you with all my Oh, sing it again. Oh, I thank you. Oh, my Father. 
Yes, I thank you, Lord, with all of my heart. You sustain me in times of trouble, and I will thank you with all. Oh, I will thank you with all my thank you with all my heart. Oh, with all of my heart. All of my heart. All of my heart. All of my heart. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you for bringing us through, and we thank you for continuing to bring us all the way through to the other side. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're not going down. We're going all the way. We're going to, I, some years ago, in the early days of my ministry, I, I saw uh, where, you know, not everybody was making it through their whole race. And I thought, well, how am I going to make it when others that maybe knew more than me didn't make it? And, and uh, the Lord ministered some things to me that helped me so much. And the result of it was that I declared after I saw some things, I'm going to make it. <laughs> Keith, that's my name. Keith is going to make it. What do you mean? I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course. And it's not because I'm so smart or so, you know, within myself. It's because God loves Keith. That's me. And if I fall, he will pick me up. And if I fall 10 times, he will pick me up 10 times. And if I'm not getting it, he'll tell me again. And if I'm still not getting it, he will crank up the volume and send people by me. And, and if I will listen and I plan on listening, I will make it. Come on, somebody tell me you're going to make it. Say, say I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way. All the way. Come on, say it out loud. I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course with joy. Now, then your joy is your strength. So that means you finish not with a whimper, but with a shout. You finish strong. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm already glad I came. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, that, that's one of the big uh, things that should distinguish us from non-believers is that we have the spirit of victory about us and we have peace and joy. No matter what's going on, we have this and it makes us a light. Hallelujah. The light of the world. Did you bring a Bible with you this evening? Turn, please, to the book of 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Uh, thank you for everybody that's 
sowing into the ministry and this offering uh, that has been received and will at the end. And, uh, the, our partners sent us to you at no charge. So there's no expenses, there's no budget from us to have to pay for. And so whatever you sow into us, we'll just send us somewhere else. All right. Send us to the next place. And, and thank you. I know some of you may be partners. Thank you for your partnership. Things are going good. All our bills are paid. All our needs are met. God's a good God. He's a faithful God. And um, if you're not familiar with our ministry, uh, all of our materials you can get at no charge on our website. And if you want or need uh, hard copies, we'll send them to you at no charge. So uh, go online and, and check it out. Uh, what is it? Morelife.org, M-O-O-R-E-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. And look under the word supply. And there's a, a lot of stuff there. It won't cost you anything. Take advantage. We have a saying around the ministry, no charge means no excuse. <laughs> right? For not, you can't say you couldn't afford it. Right? So, <laughs> so uh, look through there and see if something jumps out at you. Um, recently, we ministered at Brother Copeland's ministry of the um, Southwest Believers on some things about uh, God being your source. We're stirred up about that. Uh, not too long ago, we ministered on a subject, one service only, we called the race lie. The race lie. God ministered to me a few years ago some things about race that completely changed the way I see it. And so I encourage you, if you want to take time to look at that, listen to that. Uh, I, to me, it's, it gave me some real answers I'd been looking for for my whole life. So uh, there's a lot of things we've been taught about race that is absolutely a lie. And most of the world believes it. Most of the church believes it. <laughs> so I won't, I have to watch, I'll start preaching on it. But uh, how could you tell if it was truth or not? Hmm? What will the truth do for you according to Jesus? Anybody? It'll make you free. It won't confuse you. And it won't bind you up, it'll enlighten you and it'll set you free. So you can listen to it and see, see if that's what it does for you. That's what it did for me. 2 Corinthians 5, are you going there? Anybody know what it says? Now I know I'm amongst some faith people up here. Got to be, right? So, huh? What does it say? I didn't tell you, did I? Did you not pick it up in the spirit? <laughs> five, seven. Second Corinthians, five, seven. Now maybe you recognize it. What was it say? For we what? Everybody read it. Let's read it out loud together. For we walk by faith, not by by sight. Let's say it again. For we walk by faith, not, now let's say it this time, I. For I walk by faith, not by sight. Go with me to the book of Romans, the fourth chapter. What we're seeing here in this sentence 
is an entire way of living. Hmm? Uh, an entire way of thinking, speaking, responding, reacting, and acting. Hmm? An entire way of living. And notice the word walk. For we what? Walk by faith. Why would you use that term? Walk. In uh, Romans 4 and 12, Romans 4.12 says that Abraham's the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only. That includes all of us he's talking about who believed. Uh, but who also walk in the steps of that faith that our father Abraham, uh, that of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Just notice the phrase, walking in the steps of that faith. Again, exact same idea, walking in the steps. I had the great privilege of spiritually growing up under uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin, Sr., whom I consider to be one of the greatest leaders on the subject of faith in our generation. If you know anything about faith, I don't know how you could argue about that, but uh, uh, God, that was his directive from the head of the church, go teach my people faith. He said, I've allowed you to learn faith, you know, by, you know, these are my words, now revelation and by experience, now go teach my people faith. And so he did that for decades. In my mind, he did it excellently. And um, I was able to grow up under that and uh, was privileged to see not only be in his meetings, but to see him in person behind the scenes. I drove his car. I carried his briefcase and his, we had meals with him. We traveled with him. And so you get to see how people do it, you know, how they're making decisions and and I saw him and Miss Aretha, his wife, walk by faith. I saw him do it. And, you know, you've got some folks that's they're different off the platform than on. I can tell you, Brother Hagin was not. I mean, and thank God you didn't have to check. I didn't have to check when I came to work each day and say, before I went to the office, well, how is he today? Should I go in now or should I... <laughs> Now, you're laughing, but a lot of folks are, are pretty unstable. I mean, they're way up one day, way down the next. I'm telling you, he would remind you of somebody else the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. He, he was always just so steady, so the same. And, of course, if you develop and become more like the master, that's how you're going to be because that's, that's how he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God. But I, I saw uh, inseparable from him walking by faith was his hearing from God. His being led by the Spirit. And I think a number of people 
have benefited from people like him and others and learned faith principles, but they did not get that part. They did not understand how key that is. You cannot successfully separate walking by faith from being led by the Spirit. I'm going to say that again at least two more times. <laughs> you cannot successfully separate walking by faith, living by faith, from being led by the Spirit. Now, I'm not saying anything different than what you've heard before, because tell me how faith comes. Huh? It comes by hearing, hearing. Somebody say hearing. Hearing. Not just that you heard something 20 years ago and you learned a faith principle. Every day is a new day. And you cannot have real faith, real confidence to step out and do something unless you have heard from the Lord about that thing. <laughs> Y'all with me, saints? There have been a number of people in our camp, faith people, word people, as you would call it, and I'm right in the middle of the faith people, word people. That, that's my folks. Right? But there's been what a lot of people have called faith failures. I despise the term because there is no such thing. The faith of God does not fail. God certainly doesn't fail. So what would you deduce from that? It wasn't faith. It might have looked like faith, sounded like faith to somebody that didn't know the difference, but God does not fail to confirm his word. But what has happened is you've had a number of people who have learned about faith principles. You know, believe you receive it. Confess it. And that's good and that's right. But they, they learned about a faith principle and then basically said, I've got it from here, God. <laughs> and so they decided what they wanted to believe for. And they started applying faith principles for it and never checked in with God again. And what I have found in my few years of walking with the Lord is you got to check in <laughs> continually all the time. You got to keep checking in, checking in, checking in. And even when you find out what, you got to find out when and where and how. Come on, y'all with me. And where are you going to get that? You must not just fill in the blank. Even if you've heard from the Lord, do this. You heard enough to take a step. You need to hear again and again tomorrow and you need to hear tomorrow afternoon and every time a decision comes up, do not just fill in the blank. Well, God told me to do this. Yeah, but you still got to check in with him on all the details. 
Elsewise, you're opening yourself up for failure and problems. And you can get mad at God if you want to, but the truth is you didn't ask him and he didn't tell you to do that or he didn't tell you to do it that way. And you can't expect God to underwrite and confirm just every goofy idea you come up with. He's God, not you. (laughs) Faith doesn't make you independent. It makes you completely dependent on God. Uh, Go to Proverbs, if you would, the third chapter. Let me remind you of this. What we're talking about right now will save your hide and your money, (laughs) your ministry, your church, your marriage. It'll, It'll save you. In Proverbs 3, Verse 5. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust, there's faith, in the Lord with all your heart and lean not. Didn't say don't use your understanding. You're supposed to, God gave you a brain. You're supposed to use it. But you don't make your decisions based on the results of your mental analysis. You use your brain. You use your mind. You, you seek. You do research. You talk. You think. You look. But when it comes time to make the decision and to act, you don't act based on numbers or demographics or figures or general consensus. Hmm? You don't lean on your understanding to make your decision. You're you're trusting what you get in your heart. And look at the very next verse. What does it say? Huh? In the big things. Huh? In the big stuff. Because you can take care of the rest. (laughs) You know, I've heard people say, well, I I don't want to bother the Lord with that. You know, I don't want to... So what does that mean? You got it, I guess. You, you, you got it from here. No, no, no. You don't understand how big God is and how much he cares for you if you're thinking that way. You don't want to bother God. What's your concept of him? I think some people have concept of God as the heavenly switchboard operator. You know, the old cable and plug uh, phone jack system. God's up there with the headset on. And he's got calls, the board's lit up, you know, we get calls from Europe and Africa and, and North America, South America, and, and soldiers and widows and everything. And that's why you're looking at that board and you're thinking, I don't want to bother God with my little stuff. Look at him. He's, there is no heavenly switchboard. God wouldn't have a computer. Be like an ox cart to him. He have no, no use for such a primitive device. I know we think they're all the stuff, but. To God, it just gets in the way. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I feel for young people. <laughs> I do because I saw a bunch of, a bunch of them at an event that was just like a once-in-a-lifetime once event. 
And 90% of them were doing this with their phone. They're not living in the moment. They're trying to video it instead of enjoying what's going on. They're living like this. <laughs> it's okay to take a picture, but you're missing out on the moment. You're missing out on what's going on, trying to view every, your life through a little bitty lens. <laughs> and that's all free. I, that wasn't in my message, but no charge for that. Um, God doesn't have a switchboard. He doesn't have a computer, and he's not old. He's sitting on the throne of glory. And he can hear and answer all the prayers of everybody on the planet at the same time without a bead of perspiration. Not even one. And find you a parking place downtown at the same time. You have not because you didn't ask. Not because he can't handle it. And I'm just saying, we're told in how many of our ways? In what? Come on, I want you to say that out loud. Everybody in the building said, in how many ways? How many ways? In how many of your ways? Would that be from the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night and everything in between? Would it be, somebody say, in all my ways, acknowledge him. What does that mean? In all your ways, Acknowledge him. That means remember he's here inside me. Remember he knows what's going on. Remember he knows what I need to do. He's not looking for the answer. He already knows the answer. I need to look to him and acknowledge him. You don't have to get on your knees and fold your hands and pray three hours to get something all the time. You just, you're in the middle of something, you're at work or you're driving or whatever it is, and you just, just for a moment, you, you stop and go, okay, Lord, what do I do about this? Check. I'm not trying to hear a voice. I'm not trying to feel anything. I'm checking on the inside. Every child of God has the Holy Spirit within them, and he bears witness with your spirit, causes you to know things and be aware of things. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. Hmm? Again, this is a way of life. Well, now, obviously, that doesn't mean every breath you breathe, you're praying. Because you need to sleep sometime, you need to eat sometime. The Lord knows that. What's he talking about? It's you don't have a period of time or days where you don't pray. Prayer is a way of life, just like faith is a way of life. I know after a convention some years ago, some pastors and, and Phyllis, my wife, and myself were going out to eat after the evening service. And, uh, and we sat down to eat. We looked on the menu. We ordered some things. And the uh, person that was waiting on us, they walked away. And I started to join the conversation again. And the Lord interrupted me on the inside. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside very distinctly. He said, Keith, now is the time to pray over your food. Boy, y'all are quiet on that. <laughs> Listening, right? Now is the time to pray over your food. I thought, okay, Lord. 
uh, I'm, I'm doing this inside myself while they're talking. I said, Lord, what, uh, what, what do you mean? He said, well, you remember the scripture said it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. And he said, he just showed me, he said, uh, the difference between you getting something that's spoiled, that you got to believe God not to be poisoned, versus something that's top nice, top and nice that you'll enjoy, is the difference between them reaching here or here. If you ask me to, I have a right to get involved. By the time they bring it to the table, it's all done. Now, you're probably releasing your faith that if I eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt me. <laughs> Which we need to be using that right now. I say that just on a pretty regular basis. If I drink any deadly thing or eat any deadly thing, it will not hurt me. If I touch any deadly thing or breathe any deadly thing, it shall not hurt me. You are to say, go ahead and say it out of your mouth right now. If I touch any deadly thing or drink any deadly thing or eat any deadly thing or breathe any deadly thing, it shall not hurt me. Did Jesus say that's one of the signs that would follow believers? Are you a believer? Then you got a right to believe this. Expect this. And, you, and when something crosses your mind about it, say it again. Just say it again. Say it again. But then the Lord helped me to see that wasn't just on this, so I changed the way I pray about my food if I have the opportunity. But then he said, this applies in all areas of life. If you go to the store and you're buying something, let's say you're buying a toaster. Well, and they have to go back to the back to get it. You can't have the one off the shelf. He said, while they're walking back, ask me to direct them in the selection. Huh? And that's the difference between you getting one that's a bad one that you got to bring it back and return or one that lasts so long you get tired of looking at it. Huh? I mean, that, see, that, that's all through life and that's a praying without ceasing. You're, you're just praying about this. It could be 15 seconds, but you're praying about it. You're checking in. You're acknowledging, okay, Lord, help me with this. And so what I'd pray over the food, I don't know that I finished that or not, but uh, I say, Lord, I ask you to direct them in the selection and preparation and handling of my food, and I call it sanctified. Amen. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And an added benefit is when it gets to the table, you can just jump right in because you, you've already prayed. <laughs> See, you liked that, didn't you? You thought, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Say it out loud, in all your ways. ways. Say it again, in all your ways. ways. Acknowledge him. him. And what will he do? What did he say he would do? He shall direct your paths. What if you don't acknowledge him? What if you say, I've got this? What if you fill in the blanks? Then you got no guarantee that he's directing your paths because should he just scrap his plan? And go with yours? <laughs> just because you're going to ignore him? And you don't ask? Did he, did, should he just say, okay, I see you're not going to pay attention to my plan. Okay, just forget that. Yours is good enough. We'll go with your plan. No, he's God. And his plan is perfect and doesn't need any change or modification. He's not going to conform 
to our plan because if you're doing that, you're likely being conformed to the world around you. God can't be conforming to the world. So we have to yield to him and conform to him. And when you, when you get God's plan and you're doing God's plan every step of every day, you don't have to pray that it would be blessed or kept. It's his idea, right? Or that it'd be provided for. You're not going to struggle that it'll be underwritten and the money will be there. We need to take our time before we launch a project, right? Making sure we hear from God and then uh, every day checking about the implementation of it. Because every day, uh, I want to give you an example, but this is so strong in me and, and Phyllis in my personal life, this has become so real to us as the years go by. I mean, I'll, I'll hear from God maybe the night before about what to preach on Sunday or the day before or days before, but even five minutes before I step out on the platform, I'm checking. You understand what I'm talking about? And a lot of times I'll get something right before I start that's a key part. Well, if I had stopped looking last night and said, I got it. <laughs> Seek and you will find. What if you don't look? That's our responsibility. Uh, go with me, please. To the... Uh, the book of 1 Samuel 16. Are you in a big rush tonight? I mean, you went to the trouble of getting ready and dressed, combing your hair, coming out. You might as well get the whole deal. Just get the whole. <laughs> I was with a different group some years ago, and I had preached, and the minister got up behind me. He said, all right, now he's preached. Eat the whole roll. Eat the whole roll. <laughs> in uh, 1, Samuel, 1 Samuel 16 and verse 1, I want to remind you that God has never changed and he never will. Doesn't need to. Perfection doesn't need to change. The Holy Spirit has never changed. Uh, we, you do yourself a great disservice if you neglect and ignore the Old Testament. Our covenant has changed. God has not changed and never will. And you can learn so much about God and how he does things through the Old Testament. Um, and you'll see this in 1 Samuel uh, 16. The Lord said to Samuel, verse 1, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I've rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. Uh, preachers, that's a, that's a preachable phrase right there. <laughs> Fill your horn with oil. Oil's a type of the Spirit. And go. And uh, he said, I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Who's going to be the king? Have you read any of this? <laughs> Huh? David. Does anybody know that at this point of this reading? I mean nobody. Not the prophet. 
Not his daddy, not his brothers, not David himself. He wasn't even invited to the meeting. We'll see later. Is that right? <laughs> Did God know who he had already selected? Did he tell Samuel? No. Or Samuel's daddy or any of the bunch? No. Why? Because that's how he operates. He will not sit down with you with your yearly planner. <laughs> and so God, what about this? And then what after that, huh? And then, uh, and then, uh-uh. <laughs> because then you could be led by your planner. Is that right? I wouldn't need to check in with him again until next year. And he's not okay with that. He loves you. You're his child. He wants to fellowship with you. When God made his man and his woman, what did he do? He came down personally, hung out with them. Oh man, this is big, friend. The, the creator of the universe. Hanging out with you personally. That, oh. And God, without what is it impossible to please him? Without faith. Didn't say it was challenging. It, it's impossible. So if he showed you everything ahead of time and explained everything to the satisfaction of your understanding, it wouldn't require faith. And we, that you'd be walking by sight. Because you'd see it, you'd know it, you'd understand it. He's going to give you an instruction. And then you're going to have to rely on him to get the next part. Can you see this? And then that's not going to be it either. Then you're going to have to get the next part. And then the next part. And then the next part. And then tomorrow's a brand new day. What you're going to have to, you're going to have to hear from him again in communing with him. Yes, praying, but then also just being aware of him inside you as you go through your day. And checking in a thousand times. Come on, can you see, just check in. It doesn't take a long time. You just, you, just, you don't even have to say anything out loud necessarily. You just, you just check your heart. And in your heart and mind, you're going, okay, Lord, what about this? What do I do on this? What do I do on this? I'm completely dependent on him. And one of the big problems with this is man's pride. Pride doesn't want to ask. Pride says, I got this. I've been doing this for now on 40 years. And I know what I'm doing. Well, I, I got this. I got this. That's when you're going to fall on your face. Pride goes before a fall. And that's a, that's a problem with the whole world in denying the existence of God. It's saying we have pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We climbed out of the water and out of the mud and up in a tree. And jumped out and said, I'm a man, here I am. <laughs> and we have 
built these amazing civilizations and all this technology and art and music out of these couple of pounds of gray matter in our cranium. You did not, you lying rascal, you did not. None of that is true. None of it is true. And the stuff you did come up with, we need to get rid of. And the stuff that's really good, God gave it to us. Whew. Notice what he said. One of, uh, among his sons, I've provided me a king. So Samuel knows that God knows who it is. But he doesn't know. And so, but is that enough to act on? Is that enough to get started? So Samuel fills his horn with oil, gets his anointing oil, right? And cranks up the donkey and, and goes. Well, excuse me, I got ahead of myself. First he said, how can I go? <laughs> if Saul hears it, he'll kill me. You know, anointing somebody else's king while the current king's still alive could be a big, could be a big problem. And... Uh, the Lord said, take a heifer with you for sacrifice and say, I'm come to sacrifice for the Lord. You know, you need wisdom how to do things. A lot of times people just cause themselves so much problems because they just talk too much. I'm a man of God. God sent me here. I ain't afraid of nobody. Well, you'll be dead by evening. <laughs> Well, there's something else. But I won't get into that right now. Uh, you need, have you read in the book of Acts that there were times when the apostles slipped through the crowd? Huh? Stealthily left town. Jesus slipped through the crowd. Is that right? And there were other times when, when Paul was stoned, got back up, went back into the city where he was stoned. So I'm about which one you do? You got to hear from God. Is that right? On the day. Do I go? Do I stay? You better not flip a coin. <laughs> and don't call the home office and ask them. And try to get your friends together and see what the consensus is. You got to hear from the Lord. There's only one way to get it right. You must hear from Him. And then once you have, that's when faith comes. Once you've heard from Him, you can have faith to do that. You know, the, the Bible uses the term in Hebrews 11 that the Egyptians tried to follow the Israelites through the Red Sea when it split. Do you remember that? And the King James says, a saying to do it, they drowned. What does that mean? We'd, we'd say attempting. Uh, well, you know, it took courage, just like the Israelites. It, when you see a, a giant body of water and walls up so high and frozen, and you know you've never seen this before, how long will this last? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> this, nobody's ever heard of it. Nobody's ever seen it. But we're going to cross. It, must, it was a long distance. You couldn't just jump across and go, Who we're here. You had, it took a while. And you had all your stuff, your carts and your sheep and your dog and everything. You're, you're going, it, it took a while. It took faith. But when the Lord told Moses, tell them, don't just stand here crying, go. Go. Let's just stop right here. Can they have faith to go? Yes, they can. Why? Lord told them, go. Right? Faith comes by hearing. So they're not doing anything presumptuous. They're acting on the word of God. They got confidence and they did it and they were safe. But then the Egyptian army is going to do the same thing. Well, it worked for them. Right? They just saw it work for them. But attempting to do it, they all drowned. And it, you can see people, it looks like they're doing the same thing. And one of them perish and the other one have a miracle. Why? Could the Egyptians have faith to cross the Red Sea? This is where people get confused. Well, maybe if they had faith. It's impossible for them to have faith to cross the Red Sea. Why? Because God didn't tell them to cross the Red Sea. In fact, he gave them another word. Let my people go. Is that right? And we're laughing, but they could have had faith to let them go. What, what do you mean? See, one of the reasons they're chasing them is that their economy is built on them. And they're thinking, we, we can't survive. We, you know, that, why else would you race after them when all the plagues have wiped you out? They're desperate. They're thinking, we can't live without the slave labor. But when God told them the word, let my people go, they could have had faith. They could have acted on that word and had miracles. But instead of acting on the word the Lord gave them, they're trying to act on the word he gave somebody else. And they all drowned trying to do it. You cannot successfully separate walking by faith from being led by the Spirit. That's another way of saying faith comes by hearing from God. Hearing. Hearing every day. Hearing and hearing. Keep reading. So, so uh, he called Jesse and he said, I will show you what you shall do. I'll show you later. I'll show you later. I remember early, early days of my ministry. I was on a commercial airliner. Well, excuse me, prior to that, I, was, I left work at Rama and was going to speak that evening somewhere. And it was kind of a tight schedule. And I knew I was going to speak at this place out of state all week. And uh, I checked my heart, prayed about it, studied some. I, I didn't have the message. I just didn't have it. And uh, so last day, I didn't have it. I got on the plane I'm going to be there in a few hours. Then I get out and get in the car. They're taking me straight to the platform. I don't have it. We're in cruise flight. We're about to descend. I don't have it. I spoke up. I said, nobody was around. I said, Lord, any time would be good. <laughs> any, any time. 
I'm going to say, well, you, what do you mean? You, hadn't you preached for years? I had. I had all kind of notes. But unless the Lord gives you for that, you could do something, but it'll just be, like Brother Hagin used to say, empty as last year's bird nest. Been <laughs> dry. That paints a picture, don't it? And, and so uh, uh, the Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me very distinctly, he said, uh, you trust me? I said, well, what's the answer? Do y'all know? <laughs> it's just me sitting there. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, well, just relax. Okay. So I ordered a ginger ale and looked like I was cold, but, you know, I was thinking two hours. So I got there. They stuck the mic on me, walked out on the plane. I still don't have the message. I stepped up, but they introduced me. I don't have it. They, I stepped up behind the podium, and the word of knowledge began to operate. And it happened the whole service. I didn't need a message. Can you see this? That wasn't the way I was going to minister. And the longer you walk with the Lord, the, the more he does this. Because if you've seen him come through 10,000 times before, you should begin to relax. And not have to have everything shown to you. Right? Faith is not just a word. It's a way of life. It's trust in somebody. And it's based on what we're hearing from him personally. Day in, day out. So he said, I'll tell you later. That's what he did with Samuel the prophet. Samuel did what the Lord said. He came to Bethlehem. The elders of the town trembled at his coming. They said, you come peaceably? He said, peaceably. I'm come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves. Come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice just with other people, you know. If you want to be used to the Lord in the gifts of the Spirit, you can't be too um, talkative. Just because you see something doesn't mean you advertise it. You don't say everything you know. You don't say everything you see. And there are times the Lord will show you things and it's not for you to do anything physically about it. It's for you to pray about and not say a word. And, and the more he can trust you, the more he'll show you. But in this social media age, people get half of an idea and they post it on Facebook. Is that right? It's a problem, I'm telling you. It's a problem because uh, saying things at the wrong time in the wrong place can affect what God is doing. Now, maybe that may sound like a big thing. Uh, you know, maybe you think, well, if God's doing it, how could it affect it? It can. Do you remember Jesus telling people that got healed, don't tell it? Huh? Why? And then next thing you know, they went and told it, and he couldn't even minister there anymore. Crowds got out of hand. All kind of things happened. No, there are reasons why. And sometimes, you remember, he'd say, go back and tell what good things the Lord has done for you. People say, well, which one do I do? <laughs> exactly. That's what we're talking about tonight. There's only one way. If anybody ever comes out with a 10,000 volume set of what to do in every situation, 
save your money. Is that right? Because there is nothing, no one and nothing that can ever replace the Holy Spirit in your life. We need to pray in the Spirit. We need to take times where we get quiet. Come on, are you listening? We need to be checking continuously inside of us. Just because I got part of it doesn't mean I got the answer to everything else. I got to get the little things too. And so he's walking by faith. And so they came. And uh, it came to pass in in verse 6. When they came in, he looked on Eliab and he said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. He said, this is him. I got him, Lord. And this is this one of the most, the one of the greatest prophets who ever lived. There's reasons why I say that. I don't go into it, but uh, amazing man of God. And he says, I got this. I, I see you, man. I see you, man. He's just as wrong as can be. <laughs> Prophets are people too. Huh? Pastors and preachers are people too. The people that you are the most spiritual in your life, they're still just like you. They're people. And he said, that, I, I got him. I, I spotted him, Lord. And uh, <laughs> the Lord said to Samuel, don't look on his countenance or the height of his stature because I've refused him. For the Lord uh, looks not, at, sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass uh, before Samuel. And, and, and the Lord said, uh, he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Now let's just stop right here. Does the Lord know who he has picked? Why are we going through them? One by one. And all the Lord's telling him is who he didn't pick. Now if you say, well this makes no sense to me. God's smarter than this. Wouldn't he know? Well that's defiance. That's a stinky attitude. That's not submission. There are many reasons, many reasons, why God does things the way he does them. And most of them you will not know. It takes trust to just do what he told you to do. Exactly the way he told you to do it. And if you're a smart little cookie and you keep doing this, you'll look back and go, oh, God, you're so smart. Oh, ooh, I would have never, I didn't know you were doing that. I didn't know, I didn't know exactly, exactly. You don't know. Well, why didn't he tell me? He didn't want to. He chooses not to tell you everything. He wants to be pleased with you. And the only way that can happen is if you'll demonstrate some trust by just taking it a step, walked in the steps of faith of Abraham, taking the step. And so it came to pass that they they kept doing that. Jesse called Abinadab, made him pass. Neither has the Lord chosen this one. He made uh, Shammah pass by. He said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Again, Jesse made seven of the sons, (laughs) seven more times. And he said, the Lord has not chosen these. Huh. So it would have looked like you missed God. Because I'm sure everybody's sitting there, what are we doing? He's out of boys. I mean. <laughs> and Samuel doesn't, Samuel himself, one of the most spiritual men you could ever meet. And he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's happening next. 
Because he's not giving himself his own orders. He's, he's genuinely following the Lord. And so he says, uh, you got any more kids? <laughs> or, or are your children here? And they said, well, uh, the youngest, but he's not keeping the sheep. See, they didn't think there was any remote chance that David might be picked. <laughs> he's young, for one thing. He's too young. Another, he's a long-haired guitar player. <laughs> you know, he's loud. <laughs> now, you're laughing, but he played string instruments. That was the guitar of the day, and, and he was just, you know, he was a little bit out there. He was loud, and... Uh, you know, people, some people say he had something wrong with him because he would go hand-to-hand -hand with a bear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we call it courageous. They might have called him crazy, but um, he said, well, you know, we're not, we're not going to sit down until he comes. Fetch him. And so they went and got him, and uh, the Lord said in, ver in verse 12, arise, anoint him, because this is him. This is him. God has never changed. He still does things this way, by steps. When it comes to provision, and I'm, I'm almost done, I'm closing. When it comes to provision, do you remember what happened with uh, uh, Elijah when the drought was on? And without going into it, reading it all right now, he said, uh, the Lord said, go to the brook what was it, Kareth? And I have commanded the ravens to sustain you, listen to this next word, there. There. Where was the provision at? What if Elijah had gone somewhere else? Would it have worked? He's a man of faith. I'm just going, you know, it is not convenient to leave home and go out there and camp by the creek. Right? No conveniences of home. But that's where the provision was. But then, and the Lord sustained him for some time out there. And then the brook dried up. And the Lord said, go to, was it Zarephath? I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So where is his provision now? Some of our camp would have stayed at the creek and commanded the creek to run again. Now you're laughing. Huh? Some of our, some of our bunch would have rebuked the drought. Is that right? And commanded the springs to open up and the water to flow and called for the ravens to keep coming and starve to death. Being a faith man. You can't separate living and walking by faith from what? Hearing from God. Being led by the Spirit. Every day. So he shows up. This woman doesn't know him. And he just takes it step by. Can you see the Lord's leading him step by step? He said, uh, Hi, hey sister, um, you got a drink of water? Huh? She said, yeah, I'll get you a drink of water. And then 
He says, well, uh, how about a bite of bread? That's like asking for gold, you know. It's a drought. And you know the step by step. And she obeyed. Can you see every step was ordered of the Lord? Uh, this is not just open to any way you want to do it. Is God a specific God? Look at the creation of the universe, our solar system, the orbits. I mean, this is not haphazard. When you see his instructions for the tabernacle and for the temple, when it came to the materials, when it came to the design, did he say, oh, just whatever you like? Huh? You pick. Anything will be fine. And yet we live in a time where people claim that the age of grace allows us to do this. We don't need to hear from God. Grace allows us to do it our way. And any way we want to, and we'll cover it all. Friend, God hasn't changed. Grace allows us access to the throne. It allows us to be made righteous apart from our good works and keeping the law. It doesn't change God at all. Never will. Stand on your feet, please, everybody. Let's lift up our our hands. Let's lift up our, our voice a bit. Let's take this opportunity tonight to submit ourselves afresh and anew that we're not going to do things our own way. We're not going to fill in the blanks. Let me lead you in this prayer and then let's pray in the Spirit some afterwards. Sit out loud, Father God, Father God I acknowledge. I am not my own Lord. You are my Lord. I look to you to order my steps and direct my paths. I look to your plan. I say with my master Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Forgive me for times in the past that I've ignored you or haven't asked you or assumed or presumed, filled in the blanks with my own thinking of things you never told me. Forgive me. I repent and I purpose to discipline myself, to check in with you continually. To acknowledge you in all my ways and rely on you to direct my paths, order my steps by your Holy Spirit. Help me to pray in the Spirit about this further right now. Yen badono, yen badizut kofo, bara breman bayanende balapelasade, bala dijudado, degelek do dexok de voko beg bam yam bag dam monko, poj de, jay bam mande bani mon devo baz zoto, keva de bay de bad de bolt to toshi shok to kat de peche. 
Bindi belle vloba donne mani blei mamango bama dama mate chote. Bezo zuzoko fipi. Pache, pache, pache. Pray, just keep praying in the spirit. Pastor, would it be okay for me to join faith with you about that thing that's bothered you? Just close your eyes. In the name of Jesus, I goddamn me. I join faith with my brother. You harassing thing, you go in Jesus' name. You leave him alone. Peace and grace and increase and added to in Jesus' name. Oh, feel it. Come on, lift up your voice. Pray in the spirit. Mone, exa, maste, koefi, bindala, domatisha, bindibero kofi, bindiende basusote. Listen to me one moment. Keep your eyes closed. Don't look at me. There are a number of things the enemy has tried to put fear and harass. I want you to stand against it right now. I want you to resist it. Say it out loud. Fear. fear. I resist you. I resist you. Leave, me. Leave me. Harassing spirits. Harassing spirits. Depression. Depression. Confusion. Confusion. I command you. I command you. Leave. Stop in your operations. Cease in your maneuvers. I don't want you. You have no place in my life. In Jesus' name. Oh, praise God. Pray God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Come on, pray in the Spirit some more and receive peace. And receive release and receive joy in the Holy Spirit. Gone, eshe, kola, vema, gena, dosa, charo, pinde, vela, manda. Oh, si baene, esi de baene, esi de baene. I'll, I'll do it. Just keep your eyes closed. And you can pray quietly, but listen to what I'm saying too. But don't look at me. Just keep your eyes closed. Focus on the Lord. Sometimes the Lord shows me some things in situations like this. And uh, there are some young people and some not some young people. You've been having trouble with some of these things, but you, you've given place to it by watching horror movies. Horror films and shows and movies. The spirit of fear inspired these writers. And if you feed on that stuff, you open yourself up to it. You must stop that if you want to be free. Now you can be free tonight, but you go back and start feeding on it again, it'll get back on you. So you must make a choice. You don't need that. In fact, it's hurting you. So make a choice, make a decision. You don't need uh, zombie films. You don't need vampire films. You don't need werewolf films. You don't need horror films. Chainsaw Massacre. Come on, are you listening, saints? You, it's not just a fun, harmless pastime. Spirits inspired the writers of these books 
and also inspired the actors who did their best to become these characters. You talk about yielding, they're yielding the best they know how to wrong things. So I want you to, let's all say it together. Say it out loud, I don't need this. I resist it. I don't want it. Leave my life in Jesus' name. Now pray some more in the Spirit. Okay. Mindele o senko, okay. Minde ele sente van manya, manya, manya. Oh, siwe ka, so us, Lord. Minga wang ti moyani menchi shishi. Mindi eso, mindi o prias. Minde alak kok, idi alak kok. Minde on ya we na ani nia. Ashdania, 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 Ash, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is healing lungs. He's healing lungs and the respiratory system. So just lay your hands on your, on your chest. And whether this is you or not, you're joining faith with those that are. And say, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Lungs, I speak to you. And, and uh, breathing passages, uh, be cleared and be cleansed. And anything in there that ought not be there, die and be removed. Be healed and healthy and strong and clear. Take a deep breath and say, I receive. I receive. Oh, pray. Pray in the Spirit some more. Go my auntie Aeke. Imba dena anka anka nga ekek china eki. Ishte, ishte oma. Oh, great good father. Boy, brik zidu le pot di vivivyek ya. Binik no seng no seng no neng ji. Ninkek no e nime yama. Nialas, nialas. Oh, fey. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just uh, keep your eyes closed, but listen, listen to this as well. Uh, the Lord has been saying to me for some months now that a lot of his people have been hurting financially and with all this economic upheaval and problem, and they're saying, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. He said to me, he said, many of my people want my help, but they're not interested in my things. They're not interested in my things. And they don't tithe. They don't honor the Lord with the first of their increase. And um, this is a problem. You, if you, you know, the, uh, the scripture said, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added to you. you. If you want God to be involved with your things, you've got to care about his things. Do you believe this, saints? Yeah. It's not that he's holding out on you. It's people trying to make him conform to them and them ignore his word and him do it their way. That's not, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So uh, just pray in the spirit for another moment here and check your heart. What do you, do you need to make some changes about this? Uh, this, is, this is about tithing to God. This is between you and God. Kerupondishke. This is about you caring about his things. 
that his gospel is preached in your generation, that his churches and his ministries are funded. You, you must care about it. Koi sinde lani niske tonde vite. If you'll, uh, if you'll make a change in your heart, some things will be released to you right now tonight to come your way. You take care, you, you, and he'll even do it before you even do anything physically. He knows your heart. When your heart makes the change, if you'll make a commitment to, to, to care about his things and do something for his things, financially and materially, he will release things for your things immediately. Ha ke peni. We're not about to take an offering. That's already happened. This is not about me. This is about next week and next month and next year. This is your life. Go ahead. Let's give people an opportunity to say, say, Lord, I care about your things, about your kingdom, about your gospel being preached to my generation. And I will be a part of this financially and materially. Nobody has to make me. I want to do it. I'm glad to do it. You're my source. Thank you, Lord, for supplying all my needs. Praise God. Now, this applies to pastors, too. Pastors should tithe. This applies to traveling ministers, evangelists, churches, ministries. If tithing is right, it's right for everybody. And it's not about paying a bill. It's about honoring God and it's about giving Him access to your business and your affairs. Do you believe if you help take care of His things, He will take care of your things? Do you believe it? But you got to put His things first. Pray in the Spirit just a little bit more. Just focus on Him. Father, I worship You. I worship you. Thank you for ministering to us tonight. Thank you for helping us, Lord. Thank you for helping us. Thank you. Keep your eyes closed. The Lord is healing things in the blood. Things in the actual blood. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough to say it myself, but problems that's in the blood, deficiencies, whether it's a red cell or a white cell, I, I don't know that much about it. But I don't have to, to know he is healing blood. So everybody said out loud, I receive, I receive the, power of God, the power of God, the holy healing anointing, holy healing anointing into, my blood, into my blood, into my marrow, into my, into my, bones, into my bones, into my veins, into my, veins my arteries, my heart. Blood, be cleansed. Blood, be normal. Be healthy and strong and right in Jesus' name. Oh, praise God. Pray some more. Koi, chinne, de na, de, de na, de na. Oh, so de na. That's right. That's right. That means kidneys too. Kidneys are a part of that. Kidneys too. If that's you, put your hands on your, on your front and your back. Kidneys in Jesus' name. Be cleansed. Be, be quickened.
in the name of Jesus, be, be made new. Be, be restored and, and function fully and function completely and perfectly. Be healed. Be quickened by the power of God. Oh, my, my, my. The life of God is touching kidneys. They're moving. They're moving in response right now. They're moving in response to the, oh, my, my, to the power of God. Kidneys are being healed. You're going to be able to tell a difference. Oh, man. Oh, oh, a complete difference. It'll be like nothing was ever wrong with them because it's not wrong with them anymore. Oh, thank God. Somebody say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Oh, part of this was healing of kidneys of people who didn't know they had a kidney problem. It's healed before you ever find out. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It was that, what, pre-diabetic, whatever they call it. It was, and didn't even know it. But uh, thank God. Healed, healed. Let's lift our hands and thank God. Let's, let's thank, Lord, we thank you that you're a healer. We thank you that you care about us. Thank you that you even do special things to reach us and touch us and help us and take care of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, praise him just a little bit more. Oh, Oh, Unchan way hey Neman de Dati. There's uh, there's more, there's much more, but I don't need to call it out. But there'll be a number of people here in your bed tonight. Uh, thing you'll notice things happening. And in the morning when you wake up, you'll know I'm talking about in your body. In your body and in your mind and soul. So everybody say, I, I receive it, I receive it. The anointing is working in me now. Oh, put your hands on your body. Say that out loud again. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. The anointing is working in me now. Whew. Say it another time. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. The anointing is working in me now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, all manner of things, small and great, being healed, being changed, being restored, being renewed, some things being recreated. Koi. Chino Koi. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. That's why it pays not to move too quick. Keep your eyes closed. Don't look at me. You focus on me, you'll hinder me. Uh, put your hands on your head. Uh, the enemy has lied to so many people about mental capacity to the point where they actually expect to be diminished 
as they, they grow older. But your mind never grows old. It's a part of your inner, inner man, your inner being. Your brain will age like the physical part of the body, but not your mind. And God can heal brains. He heals brains. Somebody say, He heals brains. God heals brains. Are you kidding? He made the brain. He can certainly heal it. And there are times where there's, a, I'm seeing, there's like some, some blotches, there's some cells, there's some little spots of things here and there, and it's not, uh, it's not exactly what it should be. But the reason I'm talking about it is because the anointing is here to heal that. I want you to put your hands on your head. I want you to say, I receive it. The healing anointing into my brain. Now just thank him while I say some other things. Brain cells, be quickened. Be, be, koi tyro, ne wak dat na ka, ingen ka, nande, ijeji, jijoko, ta wachamana, ega. Connections be restored. Synapses be restored. Cells be quickened and come alive. And shadow and deformity go, leave. I'm no more. Eka, Eka. Eka, ate, ichi. Just like, just like Naaman went and dipped in the river and his flesh became like a little child's. <laughs> God creates brain tissue that is just like a child's, just young and healthy. And, and koetama. Somebody say, I receive it, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive healing anointing into my head, into my brain, every part. Be restored. Be healthy. Be healed. Live. Live. I receive it in Jesus' name. Now, I want you to say this uh, also. Um, hmm. If you look at the curse of the law that Jesus redeemed us from, it includes losing your mind. You can look at me for a moment. Have you read that? Have you, anybody noticed that? It's in Deuteronomy 28. It's in Leviticus. It's in other places. Losing your mind is part of the curse of the law. It's a curse. Certainly nobody would call it a blessing. And according to Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, a lot of people don't believe that, but I believe that. Do you believe that? Do you believe Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law? So say it out loud. My mind is my mind. God gave it to me, and I'm redeemed. I will never lose my mind. I will never lose my mind. Never. I will be bright and sharp all my days. 
This is part of my inheritance in the Lord. This is part of what Jesus, you remember Jesus, he, they, didn't, they didn't take him uh, against his will. He was not a helpless victim when they came to take him. He said, who are you looking for? And they said, he said, I am. They all fell to the ground. Demonstrating he let them do these things to him. Not just only hang on the cross. Not just be at the scourging post. He let them jam those thorns down into his scalp and his brow and blood flowed. Holy blood. Holy. When holy blood flows, it's buying you something, child of God. It's buying you something. That's what redeemed means. Well, what did the blood that flowed from the scourging buy us? It bought us healing. What did the blood that flowed on the cross? It bought us forgiveness of sin and cleansing. It bought us the new birth. It bought us righteousness. Well, were, were those thorns for nothing? The chastisement of our peace was on him. He redeemed us. Spirit, soul, and body. Our mind is part, our, part of what was redeemed. Say it out loud. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. From ever, from ever losing my mind. One of, the biggest, one of the biggest enemies here is fear. The enemy will tell you you're losing it. And you may feel like it. But if you agree with him, you just open the door. Come on, can you see that? You need to make up your mind. Jesus gave me this. I actually have the anointed mind. The mind of Christ. And said out loud, I will never, never lose my mind. I had an aunt who lived to be 103. And uh, she, uh, you could go visit her and ask her a question and say, uh, so-and-so's baby, you know, what's their name? She'd say, well... That's, uh, that's Mildred's daughter. And Mildred, you know, was uh, uh, Betsy's and, and Ralph's girl. And she'd go back the whole family tree. She could tell you the whole, she'd talk to you for two hours and tell you dates and times and 103. You don't have to get dull. You don't have, but you've got to watch your mouth. And quit saying, I guess I'm, you know, past 60 now. I just don't remember like I used to. Oh, would you quit? You, you're shooting yourself. The moment you feel like. And, you know, it's really unreasonable because you see 19-year-olds forget stuff too. Right? It's just the enemy's playing you. And when you see or feel anything like that, you stop. And you say, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I will never. It needs to come out of your mouth, child of God. I will never lose my mind. I'll be bright and sharp. I mean, the outward man, it is getting older, but the inward man is renewed every day of my life. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God, pastor. You better come before I start again. Come on, can we just thank God for a second? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hey, let's thank God for Pastor Keith Moore being with us tonight again.